Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Brian Moline. I have both liberal and conservative students. I'm a little bit more in the middle on things. A lot of these uh, young people only care about the presidential elections. Well, first of all, I really believe in the no taxation without representation. It's one of our biggest points. Um, but I also, on the other hand, do not think that just because something could be a little difficult that it should be an excuse to um, nullify a concerned citizens' uh, right to participate civically. Some students in Missouri want to lower the voting age to 16 for school board and municipal elections. Vote 16 Mo is a state campaign taking up this issue, and the group hopes voters will get to weigh in on it in November 2024. Joining me to talk about it is DJ Yearwood, senior at William Christman High School in Independence, Missouri, and campaign director at Vote 16 Mo. DJ, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you for having me on. It means a lot to you know be able to reach out to the community. Absolutely. Also joining us, St. Louis High School student Lexi, Lexi Chrysler, Vote 16 Mo's assistant campaign director. Lexi, glad to have you with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. DJ, let's, let's start with you. Uh, your high school has implemented a model of learning that emphasizes real-world application of class content, and this is what inspired the Vote 16 Mo initiative. Can you tell us a little bit about how this campaign began? Yeah, so this campaign began because um, we, back in Jackson County, um, operate a youth union organization um, that sets up these strategies for youth advocacy and provides a platform for youth across the state to advocate for their best interests. And this campaign is derived from the best interests of those youth advocates. Um, Youth advocates believe that this campaign will um, promote their needs and uh, their concerns in their community to the statewide stage and to their in, to a higher platform in their community. And so this campaign was derived from the interests um, of youth. So this just got started in March. So so what are you what are you doing right now? Um, how are you trying to get the word out about this? Yeah, so um, since March, we have done press launches, um, interviews just like this. We hold um, Vote 16 Mo community forums on the 16th of every month um, in different parts of the state. And so we're spending a lot of time educating the electorate. Um, As you probably know, and as some of the audience members know, this is not just a through-and-through issue. Um, This is an issue that has uh, brought along with it some controversy. And, um, you know, and it's, it's a topic that people just have to learn about and learn the importance of. So we're spending our time really educating the electorate on this issue, educating our uh, elected officials on this issue, um, and spreading awareness uh, about the amount of youth who actually want and need this to be done. And how did you get uh, into this issue personally? Yeah, so I am the executive director of the Youth Empowerment Initiative, um, which is that uh, local nonprofit that I was talking about um, at home in Kansas City. Um, and uh, I have a passion for youth advocacy. I think that young people um, have a unique perspective about the day-to-day lives, whether it's in their school or community or of their peers, that should be elevated um, and should be represented in policies at um, all levels of government. Um, in fact, we are uh, doing some lobby days down here in D.C. this week. 
um, on behalf of our organization. So these youth issues are important to me, and I think that um, doing justice by all community members, especially those contributing members um, on their electoral rights, um, should be something that we really, as a whole society, should focus on. And Lexi, what makes this campaign relevant for young people across the state and not just maybe one or two counties uh, with the biggest metropolitan areas? Well, first of all, I really believe in the no taxation without representation. It's one of our biggest points. I think we have a huge stake and we also do pay taxes as people who can have jobs and can like own a car in a way. Um, so I think that we do have a big stake in what we can say things. Sorry, let me reword this. Um, I think we have a big stake in what there is to say, but I just don't think we necessarily have that voice yet. Sure. Um, DJ, you're working with both Democratic and Republican Missouri lawmakers to introduce legislation to lower the voting age in the next session. Uh, what makes this Vote 16 Mo initiative nonpartisan in your view? Right. Um, it is. This initiative is nonpartisan strictly because um, you know, this is not for or against any one political party. It will benefit the electorate as, as a whole. Both parties will gain um, from having a more diverse um, electorate with more diverse perspectives and opinions. Um, we know that our country thrives when the most people are involved and engaged, when the most perspectives are put up to the spotlight. And any um, and any legislator who understands this under, would understand the importance of this initiative and how nonpartisan it is. There is no um, indication that this initiative um, at the local and school board level, um, uh, you know, with the intent of, uh, you know, expanding our electorate and engaging the most possible, um, there is no indication that it would benefit one party over the other in some substantial way. Um, it's more about how we're creating a better educated electorate for the future of our country and for the future of any and all political parties. I think it's probably also worth noting that city council and school board elections, which is what we'd be looking to uh, have this right. initiative for, those are those are nonpartisan elections as well. Um, right. Some people are unsure about supporting the campaign. You know, one example is Jay Ashcroft, Missouri's Secretary of State, said he has some hesitation about the level of responsibility of 16 and 17 year, years old. Here's what he told St. Louis Public Radio reporter Lily Halloran. I think there are a lot of people that say, wait a minute, if you're a 16-year-old do you really have the life experience that we would want someone to have to be making decisions uh, about the future of our country? I, I think it's reasonable to say, we want you to be a little bit older, we want you to have a little bit more uh, the level of responsibility that other people have, and to have that life experience before your vote matters in the same way as everyone else's does. Yeah, DJ, what's your response to this concern that 16- and 17-year-olds don't have enough life experience to vote? Um, first of all, that is, I would not say that that is a reasonable um, concern, but, uh, simply on the basis of how much more life experience do you need to have to understand how your school board is impacting you? How much more than an everyday, daily experience do you need to have over the course of 11 to 12 years, from kindergarten up to 11 and 12th grade? How much more life experience do you need to have to understand how your school district's policies affect you? Um, I think that students in, in an independent and unique manner are more inclined to understand how directly the school district's policies and enforcement of those policies impact them 
in any other than any other community member can. Um, teachers, in a unique and in, in, in a unique and independent manner, have have a different ability to understand, you know, how the district asks them to enforce those policies along with administration. But the impact on students is completely unique and independent um, from, you know, say somebody who doesn't attend the school district or doesn't have a student in the district, doesn't work in the school district, but they are still able to vote um, in some for, in some school board elections. Um, and so that, that would be our response to that. I'd like to bring another voice into this conversation now. Jeff Chazen is a government teacher in the Parkway School District, where he's worked more for more than two decades. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, as a civics teacher, you teach a wide range of grades. What's it like teaching government courses to students who are not yet able to vote? Uh, it does make it a little bit more uh, difficult in the sense that my job becomes much more easier if I can make it relevant to their lives. Certainly, if this initiative were to pass, having students being able to vote right away as opposed to me having to say, hey, in a year or two, this is something that you can look forward to doing. Um, so the fact that they would be able to vote right away would just make what I'm doing more relevant to their everyday lives and make what we're learning more meaningful uh, and, and get them probably more interested in the political process in general. Yeah, voter turnout in the country has, has recently gone up quite a bit, but historically, compared to many other countries, the United States lags behind on this measure. Has, has that been the case for young voters as well? Uh, statistically, yes, that they are much lower than their uh, more elderly voters are concerned. Uh, and so hopefully maybe this will get them uh, interested in, in getting into voting at an earlier age. The fact that they would be in high school uh, when they would be able to vote, and, and oftentimes they might even be able to vote at the high school that they're attending, uh, would make it a lot more uh, easier for them to do, as opposed to college students who would have to come back to vote. And I think that's one of the major reasons why uh, we see the 18 to 24-year-olds just lower percentage-wise. So hopefully maybe the high school element might be able to increase that a little bit more. Sure. You know, DJ said in an answer to an earlier question that young people are not guaranteed to vote a certain way, but I think there's a lot of perception that young people vote for Democrats more than Republicans. Uh, can you tell us anything about what the data might say about that? Uh, you know, statistically, are younger people more liberal? Yes, but I also think it just depends on where you live. Uh, in, in the Parkway School District and at Parkway West, where I'm at, we have a pretty diverse uh, climate. So I have both liberal and conservative students. Uh, and I think that, it, as, as was stated earlier, I think the impact would be spread out over all ideologies, not just one over the other. Sure. I'm speaking with Jeff Chazen. He's a government teacher in the Parkway School District. Also, Lexley Chrysler, a high school student, and Vote 16 Mo's assistant campaign director. And D.J. Yearwood, senior at William Chrisman High School in Independence, Missouri, and campaign director of Vote 16 Mo. Uh, D.J., strengthening civics education and application is another reason for this campaign. What can you tell us about that? So um, I can tell you that lowering the voting age in such a, a small but impactful manner would completely reshape the way that Missouri does civics education. And one thing that I really liked that Jeff um, had just mentioned um, was the way that, you know, he as a civics teacher would be able to make this uh, content more relevant. Um, all of us on this call would probably know that um, we don't spend a lot of time on local government and we don't spend a lot of time on voting when it comes to, you know, our civics classes. Uh, it's usually about one one to two units um, for each. Um, and so by applying this learning by doing concept uh, that was that is widely embraced by all of Missouri's leading universities, 
this is something that will be able to uh, make relevant to the students at hand and, of course, increase uh, civic engagement. Um, in the same way that Jeff said, I wholeheartedly agree with absolutely everything Jeff said. Because of the way um, that we teach it, we are actually discouraging voters um, by asking them to hold on to that information for another two years. You know, Lexi, another reason that you're advocating for this change is because you say young people have a stake in the game, especially when it comes to school board elections. As a student, what do you see happening in school boards that young people want to be able to influence with a voting ballot? Well, for example, um, in Independence, Missouri, which is the school district that DJ goes to, they actually not that long ago switched from a five-day school week to a four-day school week. And while there were times that were open for these kids to give their opinions in town halls and things like that, I think if they really had a voice in government more than just speaking, because let's be honest here, most of the time when it comes to those town halls, it seems like they have their minds made up pretty much, right? So I think if we really had uh, the ability to actually vote and be involved in the civic process, I think we would have had a better outcome for what students would have actually wanted and what students actually need. And we are the ones who know better than anyone because we are them themselves. Jeff, the amount of local politics taught in your civics class, DJ alluded to that a little bit. Is is that something that's your choice, or is there some kind of a a mandate in terms of what you're expected to cover in your class throughout the year? Uh, Mandate-wise, we are required to give a Missouri Constitution test uh, that students must pass. Um, As far as the local government goes, though, that is the only real requirement. And so it is correct that percentage-wise, local politics takes up a a very small percentage uh, of the classroom curriculum compared to the federal government and, and more just political science stuff in general. Sure. Um, Especially here in the last few years, since the pandemic, it seems, there's been a significant increase in parent and student interest in school board elections and decisions. Why why do you think that is? Well, I I certainly think that COVID uh, definitely had a a major impact in in just how important school boards are, whether you're talking about masks or no masks, whether you're talking about social distancing, whether you're talking about allowing uh, extracurriculars to happen. A lot of those decisions were made at the school board level and impacted students directly. And so I see the connection between school board elections and, you know, students' impact of of those decisions and why I think they have a fair argument as to they should have a say in in what's going on because those decisions are directly impacting their education. Yeah, you're part of the National Education Association, Jeff, and you regularly speak with and interview school board candidates for the Parkway District. To what extent do you see school board candidates and members who are elected officials considering student perspectives? Uh, I, I do think that they try to take in all of the stakeholders, whether they're talking about teachers or you know, administrators or families, uh, you know, that that's who they are working for. And so I do think that they try to uh, take it in. Certainly, though, if they can't vote, then that is a hinder to uh, that process. So you know, with this initiative, I think they they would become more powerful stakeholders uh, in the school board elections and and maybe have a seat at the table more than they would before this. Uh, DJ, Lexi talked about this a minute ago, but your school district recently decided to move to a four-day school week. How were (laughs) students involved in that decision, or were they involved at all? So, yeah, I actually wanted to mention that 
um, students directly were not involved in anything other than a um, multi-choice survey uh, that was sent out via our emails that was optional for us to complete, um, in which we did not even get a comment section on that survey. Um, and so um, we were very loosely involved. Parents were able to attend the school board meetings um, on that topic, but it was, it was a pretty rushed-through process. Um, there are students who support the four-day school week, and there are students who do not support the four-day school week, but the district didn't hear either way um, uh, from, for, directly from students other than the, the, other than the short survey. And so um, that was something that made students concerned, uh, the fact that this school board could um, single-handedly switch up the entire structure of students' lives when it comes to sports, when it comes to work, when it comes to family lives. The fact that this district can entirely restructure everyone's lives that attends that school without um, hearing directly from students, hearing testimony from students on how this would impact them in a negative or beneficial way, uh, that's concerning. Um, and, and, and I think that, um, like Jeff said, I, I have met uh, school board members who have, are really passionate about hearing from students and, um, you know, will take the time to meet with students. But then I've also met um, probably more school board um, members who would rather hear from parents and rather hear uh, from those who can obviously vote for them. Um, and I know that school districts around this state make it particularly hard for students to get engaged in school board meetings. Um, and so I think that this process would completely change uh, on the fact that these students would now have this new ability to vote for school board members. And I think that uh, it would also go to turnout, right? Um, students would be then incentivized to engage with those uh, uh, with those elected leaders just as much as the elected leaders would be incentivized to engage with the students. Um, and uh, so it's more about incorporating all the perspectives, especially on issues like what happened in independence. Mm. You know, Lexi, it, it can be the case sometimes that young people take their political cues and beliefs from their parents and that you know they themselves maybe don't develop as strong a political beliefs until they become young adults. But I, I'm curious, what's a formative experience in your life that's influenced how you think about politics and government? Well, I think that has been definitely a big point that kids take uh, from their parents, their political views. But just personally, I, I disagree with that. Um, my parents are, well, my father mostly, he is a quite white or right wing man. Um, I am a little bit different. I'm a little bit more in the middle on things. I've noticed that I take a lot of my education through school and personal experiences as well, but also things that I've been learning online and just all across my life. It has made me believe things that are completely different than him on certain subjects. So I think that Everything that I've learned over the course of my life definitely changes from what my parents learned in their life. I think there's a big difference there. You know, Jeff, part of the argument for vote lowering the age of voting is to kind of ease young people into the voting process and hopefully retain them. You know, what do you think about that? Will involving younger people in politics earlier maybe help increase voter turnout when they become adults? I do think so, and especially, again, at the high school level, uh, where they're most of the time they're getting this education either at the freshman level or as in Parkway at the junior level. Um, but again, that delay in being able to go out and then utilize that uh, information and those activities does put a hamper on things. Whereas, and again, I like the element that we're just going to do this with the local level, uh, just because that's where our students, I think, are most tapped in and, and 
and have the greatest impact is at the school and local levels. Uh, I think it's a great introduction to the, the process. Uh, and I do think that because you can vote at the high school a lot of times where you attend, that will make it even that much easier to go ahead and, and participate. Sure. You know, DJ, there are a, a handful of counties like Tacoma Park in Maryland that have successfully passed legislation to lower the voting age. In other places like Oakland, California, young people were successful in getting a law passed, but then implementation stalled. If this mm-hmm. were to pass here in Missouri, what, what do you think implementation might look like? Yeah, so um, I actually met with the members um, of the uh, Missouri Association of uh, County Election Authorities. And um, one thing, that's what we did talk about. So the I would take note that the organization has not come out in support of or against um, the effort. Uh, but if this were to pass, we would want to make sure that we implement it um, in a proper way and uh, something that does not reflect um, what happened in uh, the county in California, um, but more what happened in uh, Tacoma Park, Maryland. So in, in our counties uh, and under our state, we have the exact um, voting systems approved by our Secretary of State that would work for this process. I think that um, I'm not going to be the one to say that this would be uh, something easy and simple to do. Um, but I also, on the other hand, do not think that just because something could be a little difficult that it should be an excuse to um, nullify uh, concerned citizens' uh, right to participate civically. Um, I do think it's going to be um, some work, um, uh, something new that's you know going to take some work, but we are willing to put the work forward uh, on behalf of uh, you know uh, creating a better educated electorate. Um, I think that uh, you know we will have to keep um, t- uh, different uh, different me- method of, of of keeping 16 and 17 year olds registered and you know how how the ballot process works. But as we work out those implementation pro- processes, uh, it's good to keep in mind that anyone who says that Missouri does not have the equipment necessary, it is not true. Um, we do have the approved equipment necessary uh, by the Secretary of State, the same one that Tacoma Park, Maryland. Uh, Lexi, I'm curious how you're engaging with young people ac- across the state of Missouri to try to get them on board with this initiative. Well, we've done a number of things. Uh, one of the big things that we've been doing are those town halls on the 16th of every month. Uh, we did have one in Kansas City, but we've also been connecting with different organizations um, across the state. We did talk to a few in St. Louis and in the Kansas City area. We're trying to work our way out there a little bit more as well, and uh, radio interviews as well, obviously. Of course. Um, you know, Jeff, this is primarily a student-led initiative. Uh, what should vo- adult voters consider if Vote 16 Mo makes it to the ballot by November? I mean, and I'm curious, what do you think the reception of this will be? Do you think a lot of folks would be in support of it? I do think it, it would be a mixed crowd. As a parent, I definitely would want my my children to be able to vote as soon as possible, just to, again, allow them to get that, that habit going at an earlier age. Uh, the fact that we are limiting it to nonpartisan elections, I think, is also a plus in, in the favor of, hey, this isn't going to this isn't going to make things any more politically heated than things already are. Um, and so I, I, as an adult, I think what's best for the community. And if we can get our younger people participating more in the political process, I don't really see a downside to that. Sure. Um, I think it's worth noting that just across the river in Illinois, 17-year-olds can already vote in primary elections if they would turn 18 
by the time the general election rolls around. Have you heard anything about impacts of, of that particular initiative over across the river? No, but I do know that, you know, currently, even at most high schools, they do do voter registrations uh, at the schools. I know that our library uh, at Parkway West, if you are going to be 18 by the next election, you can register to vote in our library. That's been going on for years and years. And at Parkway, we also do a lot of uh, community, uh, service learning projects where uh, we will have students do, they'll actually be the poll workers, they'll work the polls. And so they see the process, they just can't participate in the process. And so I, again, getting them to do that, I think is just going to strengthen our community and country that much more. You know, DJ, I'm curious, uh, I understand that you've registered people to vote and what's that been like for you? Yeah, so we have led um, registration initiatives, registration drives um, here in Kansas City on behalf of um, our organization, um, and really getting um, freshly 18-year-olds or 17-and-a-half-year-olds um, to uh, to participate in this um, has been refreshing for us, but also kind of challenging, right? Because they have to remember back uh, to the to their government classes whenever they took it, sometimes between sophomore and uh, junior year. Um, uh, on on the process, right? And then what we've been doing recently with getting them engaged in the municipal election and the state election last year, um, a lot of these uh, young people only care about the presidential elections um, uh, at this between this 18 and 24 year old demographic, and that's because that's the most in your face, right? That's the most uh, widely known and in your face. And it's a true disservice to our community that we allow it to be that way, that we allow it to be such um, on a one-sided and so partisan basis. Uh, the fact that we'll be able to incorporate under this initiative um, nonpartisan elections and bring them to the forefront of, of, of voters' faces in such a local and impactful way will be much more beneficial to how many students are registered, how many students participate. And um, so I think that uh, back to your to answer your question directly, challenging, um, but uh, beneficial. And Lexi, uh, what are the next steps for Vote 16 Mo? Well, I think for right now, it's just going to be to get the word out as much as possible um, and really try and get some support within our state legislator. Um, other than that, just trying to get as much education as possible on our initiatives. Lexi Chrysler is Assistant Campaign Director for Vote 16 Mo, and she's a high school student here in St. Louis. DJ Yearwood is a senior at William Chrisman High School in Independence, Missouri, and Campaign Director of Vote 16 Mo. And Jeff Chazen is a high school government teacher at Parkway West High School. DJ, Lexi, Jeff, thanks so much for being here today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having the phone. Today's segment was produced by Aula Kuzitz. With audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on
on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.